Hey, new Pacing Group Nation, welcome inside the broadcast booth. Brian right here, and welcome to Season 4, Episode Number 8. Coming off uh, some really good feedback on some podcasts we've done recently. You know, we sit inside the broadcast booth, and it's our passion to help all of you out there. Obviously, the new Pacing Group and Right Chat family members, but also everybody else, reps that go inside practices. Uh, doctors are just, they're not there yet, maybe coming aboard with new patient group, but they do want to be the innovative one that is committed to doing everything under their, under, under their roof, uh, whether it be their marketing, their, their team training, how they run it as a business owner. They're committed to being the innovative, the innovative one in the community. Well, we've gotten a great feedback, especially, um, out of all the podcasts we've done this season, season four have, has gotten the most hey, personal text messages to me or reviews. Uh, just comments in general about how much it's changed uh, the way people perceive what's going on inside their doors and what they're doing with their online marketing as well. Uh, it means a lot because it, it is definitely a passion that we have. We do want you to be the innovative one. We want you to be first, a category creator, right? Making sure that everything you do is first. Don't wait for somebody else to do it. Who cares what they're thinking? You be the innovative one. That's the message here. It's why our new patient group clientele do so well because they could care less what the competition's doing. They know the competition is them and their team and how they execute things and how they view the future of healthcare. So the reality is that if you're the innovative one, you win. But the point of me bringing that up is, is today, uh, a couple times or a couple episodes ago, we did something called the best marketing investment you're likely never to make. And a shout out to some of you MPG clients that have gone out and actually done it because it's just another innovative thing that you're doing while everybody else wastes money on pay-per-click and these ridiculous ads and radio and things that they, they feel they need to do because if they cut those things off, their practice would tank. You're out there growing 20 30% a year, and you aren't doing any advertising, and I'm so proud of you, but the feedback that you've gotten after executing that one marketing investment you'll likely never make, the feedback has been just absolutely awesome and exactly what, what I know it was going to be because of now you have showcased to your team what an experience actually is that you are trying to execute. So many of you, just a quick summary, if you have not listened to that, you need to go back. But if you're trying to execute an experience at your practice, at your business, like a $1,000 meal for a table of four at a restaurant, if that's the type of experience you want inside your practice, you have a team that when they go out for a table for four, they're spending 50 to to $100 maximum. That disconnect between what they understand as experience versus what you're trying to implement absolutely will keep you from ever executing that experience at a high level. It's a huge disconnect. That episode dives deep into that. Well, today, we're going to be picking up on something like that and talking about the subconscious bias that exists inside your practice without you even knowing it oftentimes, and it is absolutely keeping you from more cash flow and more overall starts. And there's going to be some studies that we talk about today uh, that are going to be eye-openers for you. We're going to bring that back to why it happens. Also, I have a really cool story. You know, when you travel a lot, you're always seeing just different things. And I have an amazing one that I just got back from, from Lancaster and have a really uh, a story that's sad, uh, but it's also just kind of kind of crazy at the same time. And I want to want to share that with everybody. Uh, so before we get started today, let's fire up the music. Now broadcasting to the world. Broadcasting to the world. This is the New Patient Group Audio Experience, where doctors build their dream business so they can enjoy the heck out of their lives. And now your host, he's the founder and CEO of New Patient Group, 
managing partner of Right Chat and international motivational speaker Brian Wright. If you're watching over on our YouTube station, uh, shout out to you. Hi there. Uh, sorry for all the lights and the mess in the background. Uh, Eric Field, Chief Operational Officer of New Patient Group. Uh, just very fortunate to have somebody like that on our VIP coaching team. Uh, really incredible background. He was here recently. We're shooting a lot of new goodies. Uh, we've got a brand new camera. For those of you looking to shoot just, just amazing content, and just also you can use it for family stuff, uh, the new GoPro shoots in 5K, and it's absolutely amazing. It's what we're shooting all of our new uh, on-demand courses for New Patient Group University on. Uh, the clarity is ridiculous, and the beauty is, you know, I take that camera underwater uh, with me in our pool in the backyard, so I get amazing you know, pictures of the, of the kids who are, are five and four, Braden and Madeline. Most of you have heard their names before, and... You just get this high quality. What <laughs> the first time I got the camera and I used it underwater, I came and I put the the chip into my computer. I pull it up and and it's clearer on the computer than it is in person. It, it the it's just amazing. So it'd be great for you know if you want to shoot really good social media content at your business at your practice. Uh, if you just want it for family stuff, it, the the camera is absolutely incredible. I'm becoming a very big a very big fan. Uh, I think I'm gonna call GoPro and ask for commissions because I keep. <laughs> I keep telling everybody, I keep telling everybody about it. That and the company, for those of you who know Tonal, if you don't know, it's T as in Tiger, T-O-N-A-L.com. Uh, we have one for our home gym. And between that company and, and the GoPro, I'm, I'm signing up for, for sales, commission, sales commissions with those companies uh, because of how much I'm giving the shout out. But it's great quality. And point of me bringing that up for, for the YouTube stations, what we have everything out for. And we're also about to shoot a bunch more uh, really cool stuff. Just got done with a 13-lesson leadership course. Uh, so the new patient group clients, uh, you're going to have access to that. Uh, you should have it, actually access. It's in your curriculum already. Be able to sit down. It's about two hours and 20 to two hours and 30 minutes of just really good uh, culture building, leadership, looking at things differently. Uh, be a great course for all of you uh, to look out for and start watching together, uh, whether you just have our, if you're a private client, um, obviously the coaching team will give you some directive on that. If you're just, a, if you're a new patient group university client, more on the virtual side, uh, you know, again, as we always talk about, take initiative, you know, make sure that time is blocked every week uh, to you have time to work on your business and you're not in your practice all the time. So it'd be a great course to, to watch. Later today, I'm going to be giving out a code uh, for those of you who want to become a new patient group university member and you're just kind of like, you know, I just, I've got a lot of stuff going on. I don't know when the right time to pull the trigger is. Uh, today will be that right time. I give some stuff towards the end uh, today. I get asked a lot when we do this podcast, you know, how, it, how far in advance are you, are you doing them? You know, you've got so much going on and do you sit down for a week and knock out 20 of them to where you're, you know, you're way ahead? You know, how do you go about it? And my response is always, it's kind of however my, uh, whenever my brain says, okay, go in the, go in the broadcast booth and start talking. That's kind of how, that's kind of how I do it. It's not, it's not routine. I have a point of why I'm bringing this up. It's not routine of, Hey, look, you know, Monday at two o'clock, you're going to go do this. And the reason is, is, as you all know, this is more of a radio program. You know, you have your topics and I have about two seasons out built of, of topics and we're always adding and tweaking and things like that. But the main thing is, you know, when you're sitting here and you're, you're going off the cuff, you're just having a chat with the audience and more, maybe more like a contemporary radio program as, as an example, uh, you know, your brain has to allow you to, to do it. <laughs> you can't just force it to go into, 
into the broadcast booth at any given moment and pump out what you want to say. And there, there are times, there are times where I jump back here and I just start talking and then I have to hit the pause button. I say, what, what are you, what are you doing? What are you, what are you talking about? Could, I think now is not the time. I mean, it's like your brain's not always on its game. And the reason why I bring that up is also there's a reason why I don't want to build these out all into the future. You know, I, I probably easily could could come back here and say, hey, today uh, the kids are out of the house right now with with Kristen. Let's knock out three or four. And here's the challenge uh, with that is that because of the type show this is, you know, a rarely do we have guests. Um, so I, I like to interact with all of you on uh, as you listen, driving in the car, running on a treadmill, whatever it may be, sitting inside your practice, your business, uh, with a you're sitting on your chair at the house, whatever it may be. Um, I like to interact with you and tell stories. And when you build these things out early, you lose the stories because today, you know, I got back from from Eyes of Lancaster. And for those of you out there, we, we're in the eye we're in the eye industry now. I'm very excited about it because you know so many things. When you get inside your healthcare bubble, what happens a lot of times is you lose complete uh, insight to really what's happening uh, inside the profession every single day because it's very much the same that's happening in in other professions. More shoppers, more competition, uh, people wanting a cheaper price. You know, the, the, the emphasis on how you run the business as, a, as an innovative entrepreneur, uh, it, it's the same for all these industries. And, and 90 plus percent of what goes on inside a restaurant, inside an eye surgery center, inside your orthodontic practice, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, is the exact same. And healthcare has this thing where, you know, when I speak in front of entrepreneurs at events outside of healthcare, you'll get an audience of whatever, you know, call it 500 people. And you've got every type of business owner you can think of, lawyer, restaurant owner, plumber, everything you can think of in the audience because they understand all these principles apply. Then you get into healthcare and there's this mindset from some, the new patient group clients use us because we're outside of healthcare. That, that's their, their innovative mindset. Is, you know, this is me, not me talking to all of you right now. You already get it. This is more the rest of the audience in general is like, I, I need to grow my, my practice. Uh, I need to go find somebody inside my profession to help me. And it could not be further from the truth. I, I, I emphasize or I, I really challenge all of you to think outside the box whenever you do that because the majority of what's going on inside your practice is non-healthcare. It's non-clinical as we talk so much about. And so I just got back from Eyes Lancaster. It was a great, it was a great first meeting. Uh, I think that that practice, shout out to you because I know you guys, Ashley, office manager, hey there, uh, enjoyed the time, enjoyed the dinner. And, and I know you guys throughout this journey are going to achieve wonderful things. Uh, so really excited. When I was checking into the hotel uh, that they had me in, nice place. So it's not like this thing was on the side of a dirt road that, you know, three bedroom, you know, you don't want to lay in the bed <laughs> type place. I mean, it's a legitimate hotel. This is, I'm leading into the stories. I have a point to all, all of what I'm talking about right now and why I don't do 50 podcasts in advance. And I, I'm walking in and I landed late. I mean, it was uh, the last few days. I haven't slept in about a week and a half. So we'll see how today's, <laughs> we'll see how today's podcast goes because uh, I haven't slept in a week and a half. I had, I had woken up extremely early that day, caught a couple flights to get in uh, to their city into, into Lancaster. And I'm walking in to check in and I walk in to something that I've never seen before in my entire life. And it's, it's very, it's very sad what, what happened. And there's this guy and he's screaming at the front desk girl and the front desk girl is just crying her eyes out. And 
she has no idea how to handle this particular situation. And honestly, no matter what kind of training you go through, this is a situation where you're not going to win. This guy is shouting left and right, top of his lungs. I'm a New York police officer trained in paramedics. I used to be on the paramedic side of things before I became a police officer. And you guys killed my mom. And now this guy is screaming this loud. Now, granted, it's, it's midnight when I was walking in there to check in. So there, there's, nobody else, there's nobody else around other than this girl and, and one other person that eventually, uh, eventually came out to, to talk to this guy. And now, obviously, when I hear that, when I walk in, I hear the screaming and I'm like, you know, okay, what's going on? But once I hear you killed my mother, you know, now, obviously, I'm engaged. I'm listening to every other word that's coming out of this guy's mouth. Now, I really want to hear the story. And this guy is, you know, he's teary eyed, but he's not crying. And the words are getting louder and louder. It's escalating. Uh, This lady behind the the desk uh, is just crying harder and harder and harder. And eventually she gets out the words uh, because she didn't have much time to talk because this guy was just rambling on, you know, left and right like crazy. Eventually she gets the time to talk. She says, look, let me, let me go get that. There is a manager on duty. Let me go get him. And he was the only one there because it's, it's that late. I was surprised there was a manager on duty that late or that early, depending on you know, midnight's the early morning next day, if you want to look at it that way. And, and he comes out, and, and while, while he's waiting to come out, you know, she go gets him, I turn, I, I say to the guy, dude, what happened? Now, I didn't know how he was going to react to me, but, you know, I wanted, to, I wanted to know. I wanted to dig a little bit. And he turned around, you know, teary-eyed, and he goes, uh, my mom had a heat stroke here earlier today, and their paramedic team would not let me touch my, my mom. They told me that if you come close and you touch her, we are going to have you arrested on the spot, you know, blah, blah, blah. And this guy's telling me, meanwhile, I was shouting back at them, what you're doing for my mom is not working. This is not what's needed. I need to get in there and help. And they're like, sir, back off. One of them was kind of holding them back. The other ones were doing what they were doing. And uh, she died on the spot at the hotel. And you know, it's always one of those deals of how much of what he was yelling and, and then telling me is true versus the other side of the story. Who knows? But the point is, you know, one, when you travel, it is just amazing the things that, that you see. But you also see things that very much apply inside the practice. Now, obviously, that situation, obviously, a mom is probably not going to have a heat stroke and your paramedic team is not going to keep them away inside your practice. Uh, but what does happen are things that, that are very much you know, complaint-focused, uh, objection-focused, that have nothing to do with Invisalign, etc. Yet your team is facing those situations every single day. And I was watching this lady uh, handle this. And, you know, obviously a horrible situation. You got to feel really bad for the guy. Very weird, too. You know, I mean, the guy's a New York police officer. Why their paramedic team would, would not let him help? you know, is, is just beyond me. So who knows how that rest of that story goes. But this lady behind the desk clearly had some kind of conflict resolution training. And she stood there and she was taking a handful from this guy and she was not pushing back. What, what most people in, in any conflict resolution, any objection complaint situation is, is they interrupt, they take it personal, uh, they say things that escalate the situation, and I was very, very impressed with how this girl just just chilled out. There, there is actually a course 
on our MPG University store. It's the six steps to conflict resolution uh, that basically puts your team through training of when they face objections and, and complaints, whether the complaint is minimal or big. And there's a podcast coming up, and it, it's going to be called The Real Story Behind Your One-Star Review, so your one-star Google review. And it's a really neat story from, from a practice um, that, that we work with. Really, really neat story. Is that they're a brand-new practice. They just came aboard. So the, the one-star review had happened. You know, they signed the DocuSign. Like a week later, they get this review. And we started digging in, and it really got my mind going on what actually happens uh, behind the scenes with these reviews that the business owner doesn't know. So I can't wait to talk about that. But part of this is, is that if they had this conflict resolution training, the next thing you know, that one-star review is likely not to happen. You turn it into a positive situation. Now with this hotel, it wasn't a positive situation, but she still handled it very well. And it just goes to show no matter where you go, where you travel, there are so many things in the quote-unquote real world that you can take and apply inside the practice environment. So that will be a story that I never forget. I mean, obviously, when you travel a lot, there are stories you see and some fade away and you forget they even happen. And there's other ones that just stick out in your mind forever. That's going to be a forever one. Kind of curious how, how it goes. Today, we are going to be talking about the subconscious bias that exists inside your practice and how it, how it keeps you from having more cash flow, uh, which basically, simple terms, more down payment at the time of of the start. All right. You've got a, a five, six, seven thousand dollar Invisalign treatment as an example. How do you get more money today to increase your cash flow? And we're going to be talking about one of the reasons why you don't have higher down payments at your practice today that you're likely to have not have thought about before. And there's a stat from from OrthoFi. So the OrthoFi users out there if you haven't seen this stat, this will be an interesting one for you, and it'll kind of really put a different spin on what's going on in your practice. If you don't use OrthoFi, uh, this still very much applies. It's just, it's just going to be a, a study from a company uh, that you don't currently use. And you all know, you know, I'm a speaker for OrthoFi. We do a lot together. I'm a big believer in the things they do uh, as long as you use their tools right. It's like anything, uh, SmileSnap, Dental Monitoring, OrthoFi, Invisalign. They're all tools. Uh, and that's one of the things that we do, why we're partnered with all these companies in some form or fashion, because we're the company that takes the tool and we teach people how to now market the tool to make you unique how the receptionist speaks about the tool that makes you sound unique, how you set up your business internally to maximize the tool to where it's actually working. Otherwise, it's just a hammer that sits there and nothing's done with the nail because no one's hitting it properly. So you've got to have all of these tools brought together to create a story uh, that's consumer-focused, speaks the consumer language where they see more value in you. A study from OrthoFi shows that the, the down payment, so your cash flow, at the sign-at-home contracts is almost twice as much when people start at home as opposed to when they start inside the practice. All right, let me say that again. If people don't start at your practice and they go home and it could be, hey, I need to talk to my spouse. Let me think about it. Whatever the excuse was or the reason was at your practice, they go home, they think about it, and they say, all right, let me start. They hit the sign-at-home button, which all of you should have out there, by the way. If you require your patients to come back to your practice to sign a contract, you're 10, 15 years ago. You are costing yourself thousands upon thousands of dollars because you're not convenient. And that's a whole podcast in itself. But you've got to be all digital. Through OrthoFi, through somebody, your people have got to be able to click a button and start at home. So when they do that, 
they decide to put almost twice the amount down that they would have if they just started inside your practice. Now, that stat, when we talk to people about it, most people are, are, are pretty startled by it. They're like, wow, that, that's unbelievable. In a weird way, when you look at that, you're like, well, gosh, I hope they don't start at the practice. I hope, <laughs> I hope they start whenever they get home. And obviously, that can't be your mentality. Like, you've got to set up everything to where your prescription, your prescribed treatment today, they buy it today. So you say to yourself, why in the world would the down payment be almost twice as much from home than it would be our practice. And here's the reason. This goes back to the best marketing investment you'll likely never make that I was talking about on the front end that is so critically important for all of you to make that investment, no matter how much you may feel the short-term pain because it will probably be expensive. So that right there goes back to the hourly employee has a very difficult time, like I talked about in the front, understanding the type experience that you want installed inside your practice. It's one of our biggest barriers is, you know, another story for you. One of our practices that was brand new, they called me the other day and they were having, the doctor was having a conversation with the team and one of the girls was like, well, you know, I don't really understand what we're doing here. You know, I'm fine with, like, I heard Brian talk about, you know, the, the Holiday Inn and the difference between that and a, a you know, a Ritz Carlton. And, and I was making those analogies and she told the doctor, you know, I'm fine with, I think the Holiday Inn Express has great breakfast and I, I, I love the experience there. And you hear that comment and, and it proves the point of what we're, of what we're talking about is that you as a business owner are trying to put in a Ritz Carlton experience. Meanwhile, your team only understands a Holiday Inn or Best Western experience. And because that's right around their pay grade of what they can go afford, they have no comprehension of what you are trying to accomplish or what we're trying to accomplish. And that disconnect is a significant one, and it's a significant barrier keeping you from actually taking an experience that a five-star resort has with the skill sets that those employees are trained on and installing them into your business. It's a huge disconnect. And the same goes from a pay grade standpoint, this is that there is a subconscious bias inside your practice by your treatment coordinator or whatever title, whatever practice you are, whatever you want to call the person that is presenting money. There is an absolute subconscious bias because they are presenting something that they themselves are likely not able to afford. They think it's expensive and we see this a lot. And I'm getting to the point of why the cash flow is twice the amount or almost when people sign at home with that study that I was referring to from OrthoFi. And, and actually, it's not even a study. It's legitimate data that they are walking into. So it's not a, hey, let's go ask 100 practices. This is them monitoring all the data from all their practices. Okay, so this is not a, a survey. This is legitimate statistics, real-life stuff, okay? Thousands of practices type thing. So you have a treatment. Let's use, let's use orthodontics as an example. You have a treatment, and you're charging five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000. To the business owner, it's not a lot of money, okay? To the hourly employee, that is a lot of money. And what happens, and we see this all the time, when we send in mystery patients to record an appointment or we go in there for a workshop, and we watch and we sit in the treatment coordinator room for new patient exams and we are taking notes on all these things that occur. One of the things we see 
all the time, not 90% of the time, all the time, when we start off with practices, is this apologetic, even when the TC, so if you sat down with your TC and you asked them this, they're not going to know. So it's not like they're going to go, yep, I'm apologetic about it. You know, I, I, don't, I, don't, I think we should charge a lot less. Um, I think we're way too expensive. We need to change our pricing structure. That's not what you're going to get. So don't be, don't be the same. I'm going to go interview my TC to see if she feels this way. These are the psychological things uh, that, that humans uh, deal with, all right? It'd be no different than if you made, you know, thirty-five, dollars $40,000 a year and you were hired as the lead salesperson uh, to sell Range Rovers or, or Bentleys. You know, you're selling a Range Rover for $150,000. You're selling a Bentley for $350,000. And you're the one that has to proudly present the financials and be confident and, and have that, that aura of confidence and, and, and arrogance about you. But not, not arrogance that annoys the person, but, but breeds them in. Okay, like I want to buy from this person. I view them as the expert. That type of aura that you're giving off. The, the disconnect there would be tremendous because you're selling a car that it would take you like your whole career to make that kind of money, right? Now, obviously, it's not going to take somebody their whole career to make what you're charging for Invisalign or wh whatever it may be at your practice. But if you're selling things, whatever type of practice, it's three, four, five, six, seven thousand $7,000 or more. I've seen it in plastic surgeons' offices. You know, they're selling 10, 15, 20 plus thousand dollar treatments. And you've got somebody that's making $30,000 a year presenting the financials for those treatments. It absolutely affects the presentation. They come across apologetic. It's not like they're saying, I'm sorry, it's so much. So that's, that's not what I mean. But it's their body language. It's their tone. It's the verbiage and presentation they use, the words that are coming out of their mouth. And it's a real disconnect without even the TC knowing it and without even the business owner knowing it, that these things go on. So what inevitably happens is because their tone and their whole presentation is in a more of a apologetic way, they organically present in a way that leads to a lower down payment. It leads to a lower low monthly payment after the lower down payment. It also leads to you losing sales overall because of how it's presented. Because remember, you know, there are so many, and we're going to have podcasts that talk about this into the future. And there are courses in our MPG university. So members, they're, they're in there. You know, they, they are selling something without sales skills, meaning that they have likely not repetitively learned from sales experts. They may have gone to another treatment coordinator, which that's good. I'm not saying that's bad. But, and you should learn from people in the profession. We talk about that all the time. But you also have to understand that if you actually want sales training, customer service training, et cetera, you got to go outside your profession to people that specialize in those things. Because whether it's the FAB technique, the 80-20 rule, the asking questions uh, with purpose, the lifestyle equation, all of those are hardcore sales fundamentals that we teach that are not taught in this industry, mainly because people in the industry don't even know what they are. And that doesn't mean, uh, you know, that's not supposed to be an arrogant comment. It's just like the people in the industry have tons of expertise that we don't, right? It's just, it's two different worlds. And when you combine the worlds together, that's the beautiful image that we want you to have. So you've got to be going outside the industry to people that know how to take those techniques and apply it to your world. That's the key. But because they don't have those skill sets, they're not trained 
uh, from a sales spend. They don't go through the red pin exercise, as an example. A lot of corporations, you know, from a sales training of their reps go through that. Because they're, they're not inundated with that kind of training, and they, they can't or they're likely not to be able to afford a five, six, seven thousand dollar product on top of that. Or if they could afford it, they're going to have to move some things around to make that monthly payment work. Because of all of that, you're dealing with somebody that becomes subconsciously biased on how they present because they assume the person they're presenting it to can't afford it. Even though the person they're presenting it to, who knows? Maybe they're an engineer. Whatever they are. Lawyer. They're a CEO. Whatever it may be. And five, six, seven thousand dollars is is not much money. The way they're presenting it is keeping you from more of a down payment. Now today is not, let's dig in to how you present money in a way. We've got those courses on MPG University. There's going to be upcoming podcasts about that, obviously. Otherwise, we're going to be here for 25 hours. But just like that best marketing investment you're likely never to make, a lot of the change in your office starts with the light bulb going on on why you may need it. And it's so critically important you understand that if somebody's getting paid the rate of what many hourly employees are being paid, Yet in charge of presenting something that's five, six, seven thousand dollars, sometimes a lot more depending on what your practice is, this is affecting your treatment starts. Orthophy users out there, what happens is your treatment coordinator, because of this subconscious bias, and it happens in non-orthophy users as well, but because the orthophy users out there, I'm going to talk about the payment slider here for a second, is what the is what the treatment coordinator does without really even realizing it, is they take the slider and they slide it to the lowest possible down payment. Or maybe even not the lowest, but a much lower one. And because it starts there, and this is called price anchoring. It's, it's going to be a podcast in itself, so we're not going to dive into it today. Price anchoring is very much how the body reacts to the very, or the mind reacts to the very first number it sees. And there's actually, and, and, and it's called the saloon secret. So there's a, there's a nail saloon, salon, that did a national study, and they found out some pretty cool things on how to sell more memberships. And it's a, it's a pretty famous study that we're going to be talking about when we talk about price anchoring. But inevitably, it goes back to how the mind, the first number it sees, is the number it psychologically focuses on. And that's a big part of our financial presentation training. You know, you sit down, you're going to present money. Now what? Okay, a lot of these psychological principles go into it. Because the reality is, is you sitting down and going, all right, it's going to be $7,000. Uh, your insurance is going to cover 1000 of that. So your total out-of-pocket is 6000 You know what all treatment coordinators do, basically? Uh, from a psychological perspective on price anchoring and a tons of other things we teach, you've already lost them. It doesn't mean that you can't start the case, but it does mean your conversion will always be lower doing that. And again, that dives heavily into very in-depth financial presentation and sales training. But this getting the light bulb for all of you out there, business owners that are clinicians, office managers that are chief leadership officers, reps going into practices, the employees that do listen, and the employees that listen to this, you know that you know, us talking about the hourly employee, where you are from a pay scale, it's not a criticism. 
And the employees that listen to this, you know that because you know me and you know our goal, again, is three things. Get you to have more fun and get the most out of your professional career and your personal life. That's what our goals are with New Patient Group for everybody we work with, business owner and employees. The organic result of that is you grow like you cannot believe. So this conversation for the hourly employee listening, this is very much directed at you as well, not just the business owner, to realize because you know it, you know a five, six, seven thousand dollar product, a ten thousand dollar product, even a three thousand dollar product, even lower than that, is significantly more expensive to you than it is somebody that's making a hundred and fifty, two hundred, five hundred thousand dollars a year. It's somewhat common sense, but the thing is, we teach this all the time. We talk about it internally. It's like, hey, look, you know, why did we have to teach these five or six things? It's common sense. It's not common sense because no one's doing it. Like this is the type from an internal marketing perspective, why internal marketing produces a larger return than all other marketing forms combined yet is the least invested in. Because a lot of times people don't recognize the problem or even if they do, they realize it's going to be very hard work and they don't know what the next steps are. This is the type thing on how we get you to recognize the problem. Is that if you're sitting there and you say, I would like more cash flow, like our cash flow, our down payments at the time of treatment start are not high enough. It starts with recognizing why. And it absolutely 100% goes back to the subconscious bias of how it's organically being talked about and how the money is actually being presented. Because it's being presented in a way where the TC feels that they themselves can afford it at a higher level. It happens all the time. And because that TC is likely not to go, here's $5,000, I want to pay it in full, or here's $8,000, I want to pay it in full with a 5% discount, whatever your, your paid in full discount is, because they themselves are likely not to buy it that way, they themselves organically come across and present in a way that keeps the person from doing the same thing in front of them, keeps them from buying it and paying it in full. Because with the proper training, you can be very uh, convincing. So even if you've got somebody in their mind, they're like, yeah, I'm going to pay this thing off. 7000 bucks. here you go, let's get it over with. And the presentation is enticing in a way, and you can change someone's mind. You can say, all right, well, I was thinking about paying it off, but woo, that, that low monthly payment is very enticing. I didn't realize I could do this with such a low monthly or low down payment. All right, I'm going to go ahead and do that. That way I'm going to take what I'm saving. I'm going to go spend that on something else. Maybe I'm going to invest it or pay off a credit card, whatever it might be. But the point is, is that your TC changed their mind. Now, this also works the other way around. Now, this isn't related to why you're not getting a bigger down payment, but it does mean that your TC, if your TC thinks that low monthly payments with interest is a bad payment plan, then they are organically going to present in a way that keeps the consumer from buying that plan, even though that plan may be best for their budget. Now, this again, does not, I'm not diving into this heavily today, but this is why you know the lending points of the world, lending club, care credit, it's the reason why our practices double their usage because of all this training, because it happens all the time. I see reps go in and say, hey, we got lending point, use them. And it's so not the way it's done. It is a very specific sales and presentation process to get consumers to go third party. And one of them is, is you can't call it a third party. That's an instant way to lower your chances of them using it. It's all your verbiage and presentation and how you draw them in there. 
which is all hardcore sales fundamental training. But if you're a TC and you go, I would never buy via low monthly payments and higher interest. If that's how you think, somebody explain to me how in the world you're ever going to convince a person sitting in front of you to buy with low monthly payments and high interest. And I use my mom and dad as an example all the time when I speak on stage and I, and, or to clients. It's like, look, I remember as a kid growing up, I remember the, the arguments financially that my parents would get into because my dad was like, all right, if we can't hand them a check, we're not buying it. My mom's like, why? You know, we just got this beautiful diamond necklace. You know, it's 220 bucks a month, you know, whatever. It's 12% interest, but we can afford the 220. Who cares? Let's do it. And, there, and those are two different types of buyers. And this is a podcast on its own. So I'm not going to go much more in depth of this. But it'd be like my dad trying to present money inside an orthodontic practice to my mom. Do you think he would ever present it in a way that would get my mom to go, all right, let's go third party? And the answer is no. Just like my mom would subconsciously do exactly what TCs do at the point of today is my mom would never present in a way to get my dad to pay it in full or put down a higher down payment because that's not how she buys. So how people buy in their personal life is absolutely going to have a bias in the presentation inside your practice. And because your TC is likely to not start your Invisalign case or, uh, you know, your, your, your breast implants, you know, that are very expensive, you know, from a plastic surgeon standpoint, because they're likely to not go, all right, I'm going to put, you know, $4,000 down and I want to do the rest $2,000 in your in-house. Or I'm going to put $8,000 down at your plastic surgeon's practice and I'm going to pay off the rest over the course of a year. Like that's not how they're going to buy that treatment. They're going to need it to be the lowest possible down payment and the lowest possible monthly payment possible. I mean, do you think most people are going into a car dealership and going, okay, I'd like to pay the car in full? Or, you know, let me put down 10 grand a day and that way my monthly payment's even lower. Most people don't do that. It's like, hey, look, to get this car, I need the lowest possible down payment possible. And if I can start with no down payment, I'm taking that. Now, that same person is the one presenting money inside your practice. Meanwhile, you as a business owner are saying, I want more cash flow. Why aren't we getting patients to put more money down? And you also may be the business owner that blames the patient. Ah, they're shoppers. You know, they're just looking for a cheap deal. They're not putting any money down. And it couldn't be further from the truth. One, they should be shopping. That's what happens in a commoditized world that you are all in. If you get 15 Italian restaurants within 45 minutes of you, your whole world changes. And it's the same thing in the dental ortho world, even in plastic surgery, eyes in the eye world as well. If you have multiple choices in your community or within 20, 30 minutes of you, everything changes. Because patients, consumers should be shopping for what they perceive as the best value. It's your job from a business owner standpoint, to set your business up with your online marketing and how you train your team to where people see more value in you so you can charge a higher price. The reason why people go and buy a cheap price is because they don't see the value in spending more because they were not sold on those values. And this goes back to all of the skill sets your employees must have from A to Z, every consumer touch point. They must have outside of healthcare world fundamentals on presentation, sales, customer service, hospitality, psychology, verbiage, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, 
if you want to be able to pull these things off, period. So this subconscious bias, I really hope that the light bulb goes on because get the training. Get the training. And I'm going to give you a code right now, and it's going to be CAMI, C-A-M-M-Y, those M's are in as in monkey, CAMI 20, okay? And it's going to get you a 20% discount for the first three months on our MPG University membership that has these courses in it, this whole world in it, on demand, right at your fingertips, All you need to do is get on the get started page, just send us that contact, say I want to use code CAMI20, or just go to the MPG University membership, click get started, put in the code when you're checking out, we'll get you all set up, but start getting your people trained on these things. MPG clientele out there, especially if you're new with us, don't forget these things. And this happens in other areas of the practice. Today's just focused on the money presentation because it is a big problem. And it drives me, you get these reps, they go in. All right, we've got lending point. Let's use them. All right, well, hey, we have cash flow problems. Oh, we'll go third party, use them, that'll help. And it's not the way it works. There's a whole world of training and value proposition and rethinking that goes into moving people into a place where you do trusted partners, where the patient can put nothing down, but you still get paid in full. Or you use an orthophy slider and you slide it to a piece that is kind of the sweet spot of a higher down payment and still the monthly payments that are going to be affordable. Or how you slide it all the way up and you work backwards from there. The other piece of this, and then we're going to wrap it up. You've got, this, you've got this subconscious bias. And I was thinking about doing two separate podcasts, but this one's just, this one will be quick. This is the other reason why the down payment is twice as much at home. Remember, we talk about experience, and you've got to do everything you can to have a customized approach to your experience, meaning that you need to set it up in a way where the patient, the customer, the client feels like they're in charge of their experience, meaning they're telling you. New patient phone call. We have the virtual appointment or we have our in-house. This is what the virtual looks like. Give some edification. This is what our in-house looks like. Give some edification. Which would you prefer? And you let the customer tell you. Well, it's the same thing in the financial presentation we teach. How you always have two options to go towards where it makes them feel like you're customizing it to their preference and they get to pick A or B. And when they pick A, there's two more options to go with. Because when they're in control, you win. Your business always wins when the customer feels like they are in control. And what happens a lot of times, using the orthophy example with the TCs, is they will control the slider. Maybe you mimic it up onto a TV and the TC's got the mouse. And they're showing the patient you can drag it up, you can drag it down, blah, blah, blah. Or you've got the iPad. And you're showing them with your finger sitting next to them or over, the, or over the desk. The problem with that is the patient isn't in control. You're teaching them how it works, but you're missing the biggest step that the patient has at their disposal once they get home because they can use that slider from the house. 
is that who's in control of the slider at the house? And there's so many little things that, that apply to what I'm talking about right now, to how you do your online marketing, to how the receptionist speaks, to how people are greeted when they walk through the door, this consumer journey that is our program, to how you speak to the employees, all these little tweaks. But who's in control of that slider back and forth, up and down, whatever direction you want to talk about from the house? It's the patient. They're in control of their experience. So what happens is, is this subconscious bias that exists inside the practice with the TC controlling it, and they're going to not only control it in a way that leads to a down payment that's lower because of all the things we've talked about, they're also controlling it, keeping the patient from choosing their own experience. So it's a double whammy. And when patients are in control of their experience, we talk about this, there's so much psychological data on this, so much proof. When they're on control, when they're in control, you win. And in this case, you win because not only do they start, they put more money down. So when you look at your whole business like this, like the best marketing investment you'll likely never make, it very much applies to what we're talking about today. And then today, this subconscious bias that happens inside all of your practices to some form or fashion, some severe, some not so severe, but it still happens. It may be keeping you know, one practice from getting an additional $1,000 or more for, for down payments. It may be keeping your practice an additional three to 400. The point is, is you don't know how high or low, but it's something. And you say, well, $300, okay. Well, try doing $300 times 300 starts. That's how much more money you could have now. And cash flow wins for all kinds of reasons we're not going to dive into today. But so significantly important that you are getting your TC the training to overcome the subconscious bias that absolutely exists. The data proves it. The data proves it. And we could talk about this subconscious bias to how it relates to how your assistants speak to patients in the chair after the start. Or if you get a price inquiry over the phone, how the receptionists handle that price inquiry. And it, it applies well beyond money as well. But when you have a team that looks at five, six, seven thousand dollars or more, or two, three, four thousand dollars or more, is a lot of money. How they function internally and how their processes, sales, hospitality, customer service, it absolutely affects how they speak how they function, how their body language is. Because remember, you can get a lower down payment from a patient just with your body language. And that's a lot of things we teach from a body language standpoint. Because communication is obviously verbally. It's also listening. But a big part of it is your body language, your facial expressions. Those things can overtake the words coming out of your mouth. And the reason is, is the mind is visual. It flips everything to images. So if I'm looking at a person with poor body language, their body language is telling me no. But even when they're saying all the right things, the body language, the mind remembers visuals more than it does audio. Remember, body retains 20% of what it hears, 30% of what it sees. That's why you got to combine the two together. And what it's seeing in this case is how your TC looks, their, their, you know, how they present themselves, 
That's the visual, among other things. But don't let this subconscious bias keep you from making more money now. And this subconscious bias is not only more cash flow, it also leads to not starting at all because of how things are presented. We see it all the time. You flip your presentation, it changes everything inside your practice. Everything inside your practice. I really hope you guys enjoyed today. You know, let's continue this journey that we've been on from a culture standpoint, a business owner standpoint, rethinking your mind on the things that are going on inside your doors every day to crush your competition. Hope you saw a lot of value in this. I know that if you look at this the right way and you get your people the proper training, the difference it can make inside your organization is a game changer. So take this one. If you haven't listened to the best marketing investment you'll likely never make, make sure you go listen to that one. I would say next because the two fit hand in hand. And I know you really enjoy that one a lot. Until we speak with you next time, uh, love you all. Right Chat and MPG family members. Uh, so uh, loyal to you all and so thankful to you all. Uh, it's just, it's going great. The things you're able to accomplish in this family we've created. Uh, and I'm also looking forward to our, our new patient group mastermind study club that will be Thursday evening uh, to all the all the mastermind group members out there. Can't wait to see you virtually on Thursday. Remember, happy hour at 530 Central to 6. And then our business and clinical study club from 6 to whenever we decide to stop. And the great Dr. Jeff Pascal will be speaking at that one to you all about some really cool topics. Okay. Uh, until next time, we'll see everybody soon. Thanks for listening. And we're signing off. Bye-bye.